And then in this hour, we have another Amanda. My middle name is Amanda, by the way. Ah. I've got three. <laughs> Zania, Amanda, Noma Kwezi, Musaka. So we've got Amanda Black coming up later. <laughs> and now we have Amanda Dambuza joining us. She is the author of Baked in Pain. Your traumatic past may just be the fuel you need to soar. Her childhood her upbringing is one that is wrapped in a lot of trauma and abandonment and neglect. Um, and she grew up parentless in the trans sky. And she went on, in fact, to build herself up. She became a self-made a specialist in IT. Uh, she earned her stripes in financial services. She rose to becoming the chief information officer at a multinational bank before launching her own thriving consultancy, Oyandizwa. So I got to uh, interview her along with amazing women. Uh, she was part of a panel this week, earlier this week on Tuesday. And I just thought, what an incredible human being. What an incredible woman whose story, I think, should be heard by a much broader audience. Because and just what she does when she enters a space <laughs> is alone to uh, is enough to just adore her. Amanda, good afternoon. And thank you for coming. Oh, no, it's a great pleasure. Thank you, Azania, for having me. Now, she's quite busy on the speaking circuit as well. She's given talks to. Discovery Vitality, uh, there's Unilever, Nampak, Shell, Standard Bank, <laughs> SA Home Loans, you name them, the Reserve Bank, APSA, you name them. This morning was no different. Yes. You're coming from another talk. Yes, I was at Deloitte this morning at their alumni breakfast and that was really, really incredible, very special, yes. chatting to accountants at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they center around? What do you, what, what is the focus of your message? Because yeah. you could talk to them about all sorts of things because yes. of the different hats you've worn. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, it, there is a different message for every audience, platform, yeah. uh, for every audience. And I also pitch the message at those levels, depending mm. on who I'm talking to, how big the room is, mm. what the theme of the day is. So um, today was really around resilient leadership. Yes. And that's really, I mean, my story speaks to like smack bang to what resilience is all about. Yeah. And some you, you go in, uh, people are going through really difficult times with corporates shedding jobs and retrenchments and etc. Mm. So it's about how do you adapt to a forever changing world where what you've always known has been taken away from you and how do you how do you rebuild yourself and start again yes, you know so yes. so there's different uh, different angles it depends on what the theme is of the day and what are they trying to reinforce mm-hmm. and mine is to come in um my story is the platform from which i i i, I do my 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 speaking but it's so multi-layered. Yeah. It's not just an yeah. Amanda story. It's it's the so what. It's the then what. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's also the the inside work. Yes. That needs to happen for everything yes. else to follow. Yeah. So let's actually look at your story because you know a lot of people carry their pain silently through life. Yes. Quietly. Yes. You don't know the pain that your colleagues or the person who's just upset you in the traffic yes. may be living with. Yeah. So what made you want to share your painful past? It's ex- actually exactly that, that there's so many people who have gone through mostly what I've gone through, exactly what I've gone through in any shape or form, whatever their pain is, mm. they, they lose hope. They walk around like zombies, not living their true and full life and purposeful life and impactful life because 
they're carrying all this pain and they haven't actually been able to deal with it. They haven't been able to confront it. In fact, it's better if they don't confront it, according to them. Mm. But the, the, the issue is that if you don't, this sits with you. You take it everywhere you go. Every decision you make is influenced by it. Sure. The decision you make, uh, the decision you make around, um, around relationships, yes. around, you know, uh, what kind of colleague you are, what kind of leader you are. It, it all stems all what it. kind of parent you yes. are. It all stems from what's sitting inside of you. So I just wanted people to, first of all, even that little girl that's sitting there in the rural area or in the township or in a fancy mansion somewhere mm-hmm. to know that there's hope and yeah. that you can conquer. And that actually, I think odds are there to be bitten and they can be bitten. I love that know? idea. The odds are there. They exist to be, <laughs> to be bitten. So it's your job to beat them. <laughs> so... Uh, Growing up in Transkei, yes. Um, just give us a summary. What happened with your parents? Yeah, the, which led to you to that neglect, the childhood yeah. filled with neglect. And then we'll look at how you literally focused, focused your mind, put your eyes to a vision for your life that yes. you wanted, and then made it happen. So, but what was the reality with your uh, with your parents? So the reality is that um, I'm I'm one of three, but I'm the last born. Yeah. Um, the first is is a is a, a a boy child. Let's put it that way, because I'm going back now to mm. all the, those times. A boy child, but a boy child that wasn't my father's. And the next is a girl child who was my father's. And at the time, um, my parents were hoping that I'd come out a boy, a boy, a boy that would save their union, because apparently that was an issue for them. And unfortunately, I came out this bouncy big baby girl, mm-hmm. and um, my father decided, nope, he's not having that. that was the rejection I still have never met him by the way hmm. and um, then my mother took took us and, and uh, took us back where she had come from in the trans guy now that was extended family and um, she was only 27 years old when she had me so yeah. I guess a young lady with a world ahead of her she she also decided uh, raising three kids wasn't really something she wanted to do mm-hmm. um, but of course she said she had gone to Joburg to find work you know, but she just never came back. Mm. So intermittently, and I mean, I, I share this quite a bit in yes. the book about um, being raised by other people yeah. who don't have an interest yeah. the way a parent should have an of interest course. in their children. Nobody will ever have an interest in your children more than yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, I know a lot of people um, were were brought up by extended family and they were perfectly fine. They were treated with great love. But I think the minute you outsource parenting, you are taking that risk that something may or may not go And uh, things well. did go wrong, did no, go mm, wrong in your case. Yeah, severely so, yeah. because um, then I suffered sing, uh, uh, severe sexual abuse, physical abuse, mm-hmm. emotional abuse, and the reminders every day that um, my father had in fact rejected me and didn't want me. And look, your mom also abandoned you. She doesn't want you. She's busy having a good time in Joburg. So, you know, that that message being reinforced every single day of my life and the fact that actually you're going to amount to nothing because nobody wants you, mm-hmm. you know. So so that was kind of the the, the Context within which I grew up, um, yeah. and it wasn't a loving one, but I did have a roof over my head, I guess, right? But I always think the price was really very high was for that. High. Yeah, yes. But you refused for that to be your life because yeah. then you uh, managed to study at Fitz. Yes, you studied at Fitz University. You were part of you're, you're an alumni of Fitz University. Yes, um, you went on to establish an incredible career. Yes, you rose through the corporate ranks. Yeah. Uh, with great success. Yes, and then you took the leap to become this entrepreneur with a thriving consultancy. Yes, yes. Uh, where now you're getting offers. 
to to buy your business yes you know <laughs> multiple so, offers multiple <laughs> offers that's it and she's an award-winning businesswoman by the way she's graced covers she's you know achieved a hell of a lot but i want to understand as your title suggests the title of your book suggests yes. baked in pain your trauma your traumatic past may just be the fuel you need to soar when did you decide because your pain became the fuel that that projected you yeah. to these heights. So, so I think as I was growing up, I, I first of all knew that um, I, I had multiple options and the options were run away or tend to drugs or t- at the time it wasn't drugs, it was benzene mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were growing up, leaving that yes. or, or to numb the pain or, or find something that would um, sustain me and keep going. So I was pretty aware that I just need to keep my head down mm-hmm. And go through what I'm going through and wait for the day I have my chance to break free and own my life and become what I believe I will become. I, I, um, I, I found deep spirituality and, um, I, I connected with God in, in, in a sense of surely you couldn't have created me only to amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm aware of what's going, what I'm going through. I'm aware that it's going to have a negative impact on me when I grow up, but I'm willing to get to a point where I can start becoming who I was meant to become. Yeah. So for me, there was always deep seated and knowing that someday I will have that opportunity. Um, and, and I've, I've really actually always kept that as that guiding light for me to say, it doesn't matter where I've come from. It doesn't matter what I've gone through. Um, what matters now is that I own my life. Yes. What matters now is what I do with my life and those around me. Is that resilience me. then? Is that resilience to stay the course in spite of everything that could be thrown your way? It's almost like yeah. trying to do a tightrope walk. Yeah. With people throwing all sorts of yes. things to throw you off balance. Yes. But you stay on that rope. It's it's um it's this conviction that I'm I'm here for something bigger than just my circumstance. And this this belief that um I'm going to be a symbol of hope for other people. Mm-hmm. And and you know, resilience is about getting up and and, and keep going doesn't matter what's happening it doesn't matter what the world around you is is is, is what what the direction is, is taking but that you are resolute in what your purpose is in life and it doesn't matter how many times you don't get it right you wake up every day and you try again mm-hmm. because for me life is not is not a is not a destiny it's a journey and yes. that's it that's the journey we're all on so i think i'm i'm incredibly fortunate to have had that that clarity of mind but also appreciating that I really think God is, wants to do something special with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, not for me, but for, for spreading that message of belief, of hope, of faith. And that it doesn't matter how dark it gets. You know, at some point the light will come out. Yours yes. is to hang tight and just wait for that light to come out. So one of the things that um, in the book you challenge the notion of once abused, always abused. What is mm-hmm. this idea, this notion? And, and yeah. what, what are some of your... Your problems with it or your issues yeah with it. I, i've really i've always had a, a serious issue with and and i guess i'm living example i'm a living example that you can um you can come from severe circumstances and severe abuse and still make different choices mm-hmm. um and and this mm-hmm. idea that because you are abused you are go- you're abused you are going to be an abuser or you are going to choose people who will abuse you has always been something that I don't quite, I didn't quite connect with. Now, psychologically, and I studied a bit of psychology when I was with, 
when I was as adverts, and I I understood it from a psychological point of view and what those negative scripts can do to people. Yes. Because remember, we're raising children whose realities are very different, and the realities we're giving our children are really what they become or what they end up following at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So if you are in a loving home, chances of you growing up to be an abusive person are really slim. I'm not saying they will never happen. I'm just saying they're quite slim, and this has been proven time and again. So. Mine was to say, I don't actually believe that you have to automatically go there because you were raised like that. Because then I'd be a, a, a roving lunatic, right? A, ra- a raging one. <laughs> I'd be doing everything under the sun. That's not good for me. But um, but just this notion that you can make the choice. Mm. That it is your choice at the end of the day. But please be aware of what's sitting inside of you and what's driving your decisions. And there are many triggers. There are many things that, you know, you 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 make decisions and afterwards you're like oh my gosh surely that's because i didn't have a father figure in my life so it's just that consciousness of who you are and being aware of your of of your own decisions yes and actually i think uh, becoming what people said you'll become in a negative sense is the lazy thing to do in mm-hmm. life. That's like so automatic. That's like, yeah, I was told I'm going to fail. Then I'm just going to fail. Oh, I was told I'm going to grow up to be nothing. So I'm just going to be nothing. No, you know, go against the grain and, 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 and don't be afraid to succeed. And this e- is not to trivialize no. the long lasting impact of abuse. Oh, no. Not at all. Yes. Because I, I actually say this in the book. Um, there are severe, severe uh, um, uh, uh, negative um, impacts. And not just, not just, not, the impact is not just emotional. Mm. It's, it's in every sphere of your life. Mm. It's, it drives you. Yeah. You discover, you realize along the way. Exactly. But this is why I really believe anybody who has gone through a traumatic past childhood or in your adult life, you really must invest in yourself mm-hmm. first of all you first of all you must appreciate that what happened to you was not right whatever it was it was not okay and in that way you release yourself from the guilt of it all because yeah. it's easy to think you caused it somehow maybe the way your legs are shaped and maybe because mm-hmm. they always said your legs are like this and you know in a negative manner so you, it's easy as a child to think that you've created such situations mm-hmm. so it's so, appreciate that what happened to you is not okay and embrace who you are you know embrace with all your weaknesses and your what's and what's and all embrace yourself and appreciate that you are going to have to have an insane amount of work ahead of you. Yeah, You know, I was touched when you said that uh, a pivotal moment was when you realized that no one was coming for you. Yeah. No one was coming to rescue you. Yes. Or take you out of the pain you were in. Yes. It's all on you. Yeah. That was, I think, uh, uh, it was quite a difficult thing to, to feel for you, you know, in, in an empathetic moment. Uh, but quite a massive penny drop yeah. it must have been for you. The most empowering thing in my life, I yeah. think. Um, and, and, and that came about because after many times of writing letters to my mom to come and fetch me to, to tell her that, you know, it, I don't know why these things are happening to me, mm-hmm. but can she just come and get me? And 
she never did, you know. And, you know, uh, your parents, especially your mother, it's like, you know, core. Mother is like the core of everything, right? And we model ourselves so much on our mothers. And um, and for me, I mean, it, it felt like maybe my dad rejected me. Okay, you know, that's sad, but I've never met him anyway. So it's like, okay, that's really awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't excuse that. But I was like, you know, but my mom surely... I mean, she's here. Why can't she just come and get me? Yeah. And she never came. Mm. And nobody came. Nobody came. And I had to dig myself out of that. And it wasn't digging. It was just stay stay on course. Keep your head down. Yeah, yeah you get a beating. You know you didn't switch on the lights at 6 o'clock because you were busy with your homework. You forgot that the lounge is not lit. You are going to get mm. bitten until you're green in the face. Uh, you're going to get abused in every way. But just remember... A day will come when you and only you are in charge of your life. Yeah. And only and only you will be making choices around what is good for your life and not. At this point in time, it's not that. So keep going. Right. And and I think that has actually really also um, given me, it's such an empowering thing to know you don't have to depend on rely on anybody mm. to be, you know. Mm. Um of course, I've also had to learn how to need people because yeah, you you're can a mother of three. Yes. You're married to a fantastic man who's your greatest cheerleader. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, so you, you learn that you actually, there are things that whilst you are so self-sufficient, it's actually great to need people around you that are positive for you, yeah. that are, that are propping you up, that are helping you along. So I've, I've had to learn how to do that. I've had to learn to accept help from mm. people. I'm still probably the biggest giver in any relationship because I'm still learning to be comfortable with being given things and accepting them. And when I say in a relationship, I'm not meaning a romantic relationship. Yes, yes, I mean yes. in any yes. place or environment yes. I'm in. I'm always the one giving, but it's no longer coming from a place of, I want you to need me. It's now actually, you know what? I'm a kind person. I've worked on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this is a part of, it's a part you of give, who I am. Others also give to you. Yes. Yes. Oh, I give a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I can, I can see why then you would work as hard as you have yeah. uh, and push as hard as you have yeah. to get the success that, that, that you've attained. Yes. But that can also mean pushing, pushing very hard. Yeah. Aggressively. Yes. Mm. Yes. And almost to the point of burnout or exhaustion, yeah. which is a consequence of the way we we work yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So have you managed to achieve a healthier sense of this drive that you have yes. that was born out of the trauma and the tragedy? Yeah, because I've I've now learned um what my purpose in life is. Yeah. So my purpose isn't to be out there killing myself trying to prove something to anybody. I've already proven everything to myself. You know, I I no longer have a need to 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 push or drive for things that don't actually serve my purpose. Now, all I do is show people that you can. Let's mm. show people that, you know, it really doesn't matter. And so everything I'm doing is really about platforms that deliver that message, that message of self-belief, hope, faith, keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. And that's where resilience comes in. Um, and, and a message of, you know what, you chances of you being successful in life when you haven't actually dealt with what's sitting inside of you are very slim and maybe your success might be very empty. Hmm. 
because it's it's probably material or superficial success and i'm not judging that i'm just saying that we have so many people that have you think they've got everything so how can they be so unhappy right so how can they be so depressed about their lives how can and i'm not talking chemical imbalances here i'm just talking mm-hmm. situational depression around mm-hmm. the way things are around you mm-hmm. And and you realize that sometimes you know people are caring so so much and Absolutely. they haven't dealt with it yeah. you know so Absolutely. so yeah I I now push things that really matter things that are of purpose I'll still always be the hardest worker in the room because I just feel like I'll always be an underdog trying to get through you know and and that keeps me grounded in a way but I also know how to give to my family because you know I know exactly what it's like not to have mm-hmm. so but I've also had to make decisions along the way like leaving corporate so that I could actually have more time with my family because I mean one day I think a, a really a quick one a quick defining moment um I I I I was at a summit and uh, it ended early around here and I don't live far from here and mm-hmm. I went uh, to the kids school and to fetch them early it was yeah. a Wednesday yeah. I get there and I see my husband and I'm like, but why are you here? You know, because school is just finished early. So the kids would have gone to aftercare. And he said to me, no, it's the girls ballet concert. Mm-hmm. They were six years old. And I looked at them. I said, but why didn't anybody tell me about this ballet concert? Yes. And my, my little girls looked at me and said, mama, you never come anyway. And that for me was the worst moment of my life as a mother, because I said, actually, I'm no different from my own parents. And probably for them, it's it's more torture because they see me every day, but they can't access me because I've got a 13-hour job that I need to go to. And I started asking myself, what is the purpose of all of that? Mm. So I've, I've found the balance. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like the life you had made all those sacrifices for. So no. how do you now start to live the life yes. that you had said is the life you want correct which is yeah. more present yes and yet still achieving or going after your own ambitions oh, absolutely. hence we and yes yes, yes. <laughs> 6 years now in the game yes. um, in this consultancy which is thriving and soaring offers left right and center to purchase that <laughs> she's built a business ready to sell but she's not selling yet not yet <laughs> you are quite a tower quite a champion um and i know that even especially when it comes to not just uh the traumas of our lives but even the the journeys of women yes are a source of uh, um, interest for you and a yes. source of passion even in the philanthropic work that you do yes thank you so much Aww. thank you for this time um so your website where your wonderful book can be uh, where people can buy your book it's called baked in pain where do we Go. Oh, please uh, uh, buy at uh, www.amandadambuza.com. That's amandadambuza.com. Uh, it's safe, it's quick. In fact, we deliver to you quicker than you'll even get to a bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> Self published, by the way, but it is yes, just wrapped so yes. beautifully. You can just tell her high standards. <laughs> thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend and thank you for just being the voice of hope. That you are. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was Amanda Dambuza. Once more, that title, Baked in Pain, Your Traumatic Past May Just Be the Fuel You Need to Soar. It's just about a change, a shift in perspective and look at what she's managed to do.